you're listening to Single Shouldn't Suck, a podcast about how to love your singleness. Imagine that. I'm your host, Esther Marie, and I wrote a book called Single Shouldn't Suck because it really shouldn't. Being single should not suck. It should be an epic adventure. And this podcast goes into all of the fun and awkward nuances that encapsulate and are the essence of the season of singleness. Hello, hello, my friends. Welcome back to the Single Shin and Thug podcast. I'm so excited for today's episode because it's a little bit different than the topics that we tend to lean towards. I actually did a poll on my Instagram and a survey in my uh, with my email list, and I discovered that y'all want more out of this podcast and this conversation than just talking about loving your singleness, just talking about relationship and dating advice, which honestly is a sigh of relief to me because I get so just like burnt out talking about that stuff because I feel like the whole point in loving the life in front of us is that we don't have to talk about it, right? I mean, there are times, of course, that we want to address the frustrations and we want to talk about you know, the things that are real and vulnerable and the pains and, and the, you know, the suffering that can come in this season. But there's so much more good than there is difficult and bad, for lack of better terminology. And I'm just so excited that you guys are hungry for that. Um, the overall consensus that I received was that we want more talk and conversation about connection with God, adventure in the now, and just real life stories. So that's cool because that's what I'm completely all about. I love all of those things and I have so many stories to tell. Today's podcast though is all going to be focused on what I call the magic five. So these are five life choices that lead to deeper self-discovery and epic adventures. So I get messages a lot from people that say, hey, I'm in this season where I just feel like I can't meet anyone or all my friends are married and I'm the only single one in my friend group or I travel a lot for work. How do I, you know, connect with this longing that I have for a relationship, but then also not lose myself or miss out on the dreams that I have? Or how do I create margin in my life for a relationship if I feel like I'm supposed to make a shift to making that a priority? So these are conversations that I'm having on the regular with people in my DMs or emails. And I just thought, let's make a podcast about it because this magic five that I have on my website, it's been there for a while, but I haven't been able to talk about it on my social media yet. This magic five, I promise you, is like the secret sauce to the life that I've been able to tap into the last nine years in my singleness. It's a huge reason why I live the life that I live and have the relationship with God and my family and my community And I'm excited to share it with you guys because I really believe that it's going to create a little bit of a mind shift. So often we, you know, we feel this frustration with our season and we often excuse it, you know, and we, we try to, you know, we, we either complain about it, (laughs) complain about being single, complain about, oh, I'm just not meeting anyone or nothing's ever happening in my love life or nothing ever changes. But here's the thing. We are the ones that make choices that create our reality. And of course, God is in control. But guess what? 
He gave you hands, a feet, a mind, a heart, (laughs) and he gave you choices to make in this life. And he wants you to explore the life that he gave you. He didn't give you this life to just sit around and wait for life to happen. No, you happen to life. We don't just make the best of it. We get the best out of what we make of it. I'm not even reading that off of anything. I truly believe that. That is just straight from my heart. That's actually a quote from the book, one of the first chapters in Single Shouldn't Suck. I talk about how I was in Australia and I was working as a nanny feeling like, oh, when when will my life ever begin? I'm living someone else's life. I'm taking care of someone else's kids. You know, this is cool and everything. We have fun times, but sometimes it just feels like my life is on the back burner. And I realized, wait a second, no, I, I get to be the one that to make the best out of this. These are the cards I've been dealt. This is how I'm going to shuffle them up and build a freaking Eiffel Tower out of these cards, you know? And so I know, I know we go through hard things and I'm not discounting or trying to diminish the pain that you might actually be in. There's real loss there's real disappointment. There are real emotions that are hard to carry. But I'm just letting you know, you don't have to stay there. There are things you can do to find yourself in a new place and a new life experience. Whatever you are feeling right now, you do not have to feel another day. I love that. One of my mentors says that. She's incredible. Her name is LaVon. And she has an incredible program that I've been doing. And um, It is just so awesome to hear someone remind me that's in a different season of life, way further on in her marriage and and in her pursuing her dreams and so successful. And then her reminding me, hey, Esther, I've been there and I just want you to know you can make choices that actually cause your reality to change and your feelings to shift so that you don't stay in that slump anymore. So let's jump right in. If you are interested in downloading the Magic 5, I will link the website um, like splash page to this podcast so that you can download it. It's so handy to just be able to connect with and look down the list and say, okay, yeah, this is something that I actually think that I can dive into or I need to make a change in. So feel free to do that. But let's just jump right in. Number one, number one magic life choice that you can make is move to a new city. I know that sounds bold, but hear me out, okay? When I was 21, I mean, I was itching to leave Miami. I'm Miami born and raised, but I always knew something else was waiting for me, a new world, a new place. I never felt like I belonged in Miami. It's so weird to say, but I just believe that God put that in my heart to push me into my destiny. So when I was 21, I had always had a dream of living in California. I didn't even know a single thing about California, but I had this dream as a little girl to live here. And so I ended up here randomly on a training for an anti-trafficking trip that I was about to take. And while I was here, I just felt God just put on my heart that it was time to move here. And I mean, I had no reason to. I had no promise of anything. I just knew I'm coming. I'm coming to California. And actually, I'm parked outside this area right now, this beach. It's called Crystal Cove Beach. It's so beautiful. I'm overlooking the water right now. And this is the first beach that I came to on that trip. And I remember hanging out with one of my friends here, the only friend I knew in California. 
and we dreamed together and we said out loud, how crazy would it be if I moved here? We lived together and worked together. She was working for an anti-trafficking organization at that time. And she said, Esther, if if God puts that on your heart, go after it and pray for it because I could so see you here. You belong and just, yeah, pray into it and see what God does. And sure enough, six months later, I got a job working for that same organization that she worked for. I moved out three months later and that life change, that move to a new city shifted the entire trajectory of my life. I mean, it was culture shock. It was so hard. I cried the entire flight here because I had never moved out of my parents' house before. And I was so young. But let me tell you something, that leap of faith was the greatest life decision I probably have ever made because it put me in a state where I could only trust God. And now I had to stand on my own two feet. I didn't have my parents to rely on everything for. I had to hear God on my own. I had to make big life decisions, where to live, how to get an apartment, how to buy a car, just so many things. And it was so good for me to grow up and develop into who God made me to be. So if you're feeling stuck, go sell everything, give, give yourself away, move to a new place that excites you. And it doesn't have to be this grand, oh, I heard from God thing. Yes, of course, check with him. Do you have peace about it? Is there purpose? Is there a good solid church you can get planted in? Is there community? Um, you know, if you're running from your problems and trying to move somewhere, that ain't going to work. Let me just tell you, your problems will go with you. But if you're running to opportunity and you're running to God and you're running into adventure, now that that's going to set you up for a really exciting season. So I just empower you right now. If you are feeling stuck in any way and you feel like your city or where you're living is limiting you, I want you to press into that. Ask God, okay, God, what does that mean? Or maybe you love where you live and you know, it's comfortable there, but maybe you're not like pushing past the barriers that you know you're capable of. And you know there's more for you out there. Maybe it's another country. Maybe it's just, you know, going on a mission trip for a month or something and something to shake you up out of the norm and and remind you that life is so much bigger than your small-mindedness and where you're at. And I'm, I'm speaking to the choir myself. I've had to do this multiple times. Let me just tell you, if you read my book, you'll hear me talk about my big move to California and then when God asked me to give it back to him. And I moved back to Miami and it was the last place I wanted to be. It was the last thing on earth I wanted to do. But my goodness, that was one of the best things as well. Because I was just able to cash it all in again, move back to a city that I was formed in and hear from God once again and have him just develop even more in me. And that's how this book was born was when I was in that season. So that's magic life choice. Number one is move to a new city. Okay. Number two, explore your faith. Now, I don't know where you're at in your faith journey. I don't know what your belief system is or how you were raised, but that really doesn't matter, okay? What really matters is why do you believe what you believe, okay? If you are a Christian or you call yourself a Christian, what does that mean? What is a Christian? What is a Christ follower? Is Jesus the Messiah? Do you even know what a Messiah is, the Messiah, who he is, why we believe in him? Or do you believe of a different faith? You know, consider joining a faith community and studying world religions and meeting God for yourself. Now, I am a, what what we would call a Christian, right? But I feel like sometimes the 
uh, terminology that we use these days kind of gets a little muddied. We kind of lose definition in what now society has redefined as what these words mean. (laughs) So I sometimes don't even relate to the lifestyle that many Christians are living or or even some of the, the claims that we have and, and stereotypes that now a Christian kind of stands for. If it doesn't represent Jesus, if it doesn't reflect the life and love of Jesus, I'm not, I'm not signing up for it. So if a Christian is someone that hates on people, judges people, and pushes people away and tries to force them into some kind of belief system, that is not me. So I prefer to call myself a follower of Jesus, which I know also is kind of like this trendy new hipster thing to say, (laughs) but it truly is. I mean, I just look at the disciples and none of them called themselves Christians. That's more of a modern terminology. But, you know, I do believe that my faith has such a central component um, to my trajectory of life and where I'm going and where I'm headed. And, And I have to know why I believe what I believe. Why do I believe that Jesus is an answer to my problems? Why do I believe that there is sin in the world and that I needed redemption and saving from sin? Why do I believe that there is a heaven and a hell and that I believe that God wants me to live the the best life that he has for me on this earth on my way towards a heavenly dwelling, which is home with him? You know, like, oh, this is a, this is a big topic and I'm not going to get into it. I do have a background in theology, but that's not the point of this podcast. Bottom line is whatever you believe, find out why you believe it and dive into that faith community. Surround yourself with people of like-minded faith, you know, and just really be searching for truth. I was searching for truth. In my book, I talk all about unraveling my religion and losing my religion and having to find true faith again because I went through such a season of extreme pain that caused me to have questions that really needed to be asked. And I think we don't do that enough. We're so afraid of doubt. We're afraid that God is like going to condemn us for doubting him. But actually those doubts refine us and they make us grow deeper in our relationship with God. So I definitely challenge you to explore that. I mean, maybe that means signing up for a, a faith community teaching or like Bible school or, um, even like, taking an online course of world religions or something. I mean, there's so much that you can dive into there, but my big, big, big um, just encouragement to you is dive into why you believe what you believe. I mean, it could be as simple as doing a devotional on the Bible app. So that's the magic five. Number two is explore your faith. So number one was move to a new city. Number two, explore your faith. There's so much good that can come out of that. Okay. Number three, be spontaneous. Now, this is not planning for spontaneity. This is not you um, putting in your calendar, be spontaneous. That's <laughs> so weird. Don't plan every moment, okay? Live life by the seconds and moments that come and be in awe and wonder of what it has to offer you. Today, instead of working from my typical work environment, I drove off to this beach and I said, hey, like, Let's revisit some memories. Let's go back to a place that that um, you know used to be familiar to me and now feels like an, uh, a wonderland again. And I was just spontaneously came here and it brought back so many cool memories and emotions. And I love that. I love that I did something that was unexpected even for myself. And God, God met me here. It's 
been such a cool day so far. And so I encourage you, take a drive to a new city, explore a new coffee shop, go on a random trip. It doesn't have to be this life-changing, spontaneous thing like you just spontaneously decided to buy a ticket to Hawaii. I mean, that would be cool too. Don't get me wrong. Uh, if you're going though, invite me, please. I would love to come. <laughs> But just do something that's out of the ordinary. Visit a friend, watch the sunset, like go on a walk, literally do anything that's not on your calendar. (laughs) And my gosh, beyond just this being such a freeing experience and so good, it's, it's actually really healthy for your mental health. It's really healthy for you to do things that, um, cause your brain to, have it, it it just it causes the endorphins to be released that make you feel happy and that's a really good feeling and your brain needs that your brain needs a break from worrying all the time or wondering oh my gosh when am I gonna get married what is it does he really like me is she responding to my text messages you know what does this guy actually think of me what does my boss think of me am I gonna get the job like there's so many things racing through our minds constantly daily worries that we just can't get past and when we are spontaneous, we actually enter into a world of wonder where our worries cannot come with us. Ooh, someone quote me on that. That is good. Like that is such a gift from God. Spontaneity is a gift from God. It's an invitation from heaven saying, hey, I want to take you away on a little adventure and it's just going to be us, just me and you. And I just think that that, those moments are so fun because guess what? You're probably going to meet some really cool people. Usually anywhere I go, I make a friend, (laughs) you know, like today I was at a coffee shop and I overheard this girl talking about um, Cuban coffee and I instantly piped up and I'm like, I know Cuban coffee, Cafe Bustelo, like I grew up on that stuff and where's a good Cuban restaurant, you know, and it's just so rad to just be a part of your moment, really own it, really own your moments and create moments worth remembering. Okay, guys, like that is just bottom line, just going to awaken you to life in a whole new way. Sometimes we are just doing life so wrong. We are missing out on the joy that's right in front of us because we're just waiting for the big moments to happen. We're waiting to get married. We're waiting to have kids. We're waiting to get the big job. We're waiting to have a new dream. Like there are so many people that are complaining to me about all of these things that they wish they had. And I love it because honestly, my whole purpose is about helping people understand what's right in front of them. So I'm apparently hitting my target market, but here's the thing. If that's you, do something about it. Don't just complain. Go be spontaneous and take life by the freaking horns. You have my full permission. Okay, magic number, magic life decision number five. This is like a mouthful to say, magic life decision. (laughs) Okay, magic life choice. Number five is spend time outdoors. Now I know everyone's not a camping girl, okay? Not everyone's, or a guy. Not everyone's an outdoorsy guy or girl. I totally get that. I'm not saying go frolic through the woods and like live in a tree. (laughs) That's not it at all. Um, But you can at least appreciate the beauty of creation. Okay. Like there's just no doubt about it. If If you're human and you cannot appreciate a beautiful sunset or sunrise or, um, just beautiful view, beautiful beach or park, or take a trip to a national park, something like that. If you can't appreciate the beauty that God has given us naturally, 
And I'm sorry. I, I really, I need, I need you to go see a therapist because like that is the realest beauty we will ever see. And most raw beauty. I mean, I'm so jealous of Yosemite, you know, because I look at these rock formations and I just think, how could something be that beautiful? I want to look like you. I want to feel like what people, you know, when people marvel at these rock formations, I want, I want to feel like that. You know, what does it feel like to be marveled at like that? And I think that's true of how God made us as well. You know, he marvels at us the same we same way we marvel at beauty, natural beauty in creation. And so spend time outdoors, go for a walk. It's as simple as that. I try to go for a walk at least four times a week, not only because it's good for your health, um, but it's just, it's good to get fresh air. Just let your thoughts go or listen to an audio book or listen to music, worship music. Don't listen to stuff that's just going to, clog your brain and make you think about get all the feels but really put yourself in the elements Uh, learn how to surf join an athletic team there's so many great community groups on meetup.com or facebook groups um i joined this awesome actually several really cool groups of hiking girls girls that hike one is called outdoorsy girl and i met a bunch of friends on there and i just said hey does anyone live in orange county let's get together and do a hike And we all got together and did a hike. And it was so cool to be able to so easily make friends like that. And I can't tell you how many times I have been able to make friends based on just the hobbies that I've been interested in. Um, Get up early for sunrise. You know, I know that's not easy, but hey, I always think, okay, if I can go to bed right now, I can have coffee in eight hours and then I'll watch the sunrise. So I look forward to having coffee and like that helps me get to bed earlier because the earlier I go to bed, the quicker I get to have my coffee. Um, you know, just do things that are out of the ordinary. Don't just live the same mundane, same routine life. Do things outside of the norm. Um, just breathe the fresh air, you know, at least once a day. That's if, if, that, if that is the last thing that, you know, you hear on this podcast. No, I hope you're taking away much more than that. But fresh air, so good for your brain and your whole body. And just close your eyes and take a deep breath and just remind yourself of the goodness of God because he's so good. And sometimes I think we just get so wrapped up in all the things that we don't have and all the things that we wish that he would do for us that we we forget, gosh, he's been so good. And he will be continue to show his goodness. But some days I think we just need to ask God, God, what can I do for you today? How can I, how can I make your day and make you put a smile on your face? I mean, you already do just by existing, but sometimes we just need to enjoy that relationship a little bit more than we do. And I think spending time outdoors uh, really helps us connect deeper with that, that heart of God. Okay, and last but not least, the last magic number of life choices. Number five, volunteer your time. Okay, this is really cool. I'm a huge fan of this. Serving others is attractive. It's so attractive to see people pouring out and giving of their time, giving of their heart, giving of their talents, and making this world a better place. Not just making this world a better place, but actually changing lives. Let's put it that way. You know, um, when we become self-consumed, we lose our sexy. <laughs> we we lose um, we lose the things that make us human because we're all human, and we need to be humbled sometimes. And I think when we become so wrapped up in our own world, and I have to double double check myself on this, 
you know, even trying to share about my book and my business, all of that. That's cool. That's a calling. That's totally awesome. But sometimes I need to step outside of that and say, okay, what is something that God is doing somewhere else? And how can I pour myself into that? Like at the end of this month, I'm going to be attending a foster care, um, like consulting meeting at a local church just to learn more about foster care. Cause that's something that I believe God might be calling me into one day, you know? And so I want to make myself available to serve my community, to make a difference in the lives of kids, to make a difference in, um, just what, you know, what has God put on your heart? Go find those spaces. Cause there's such a need. Believe me, there's such a need. There's orphanages around us. There are, um, big brother and big sister programs. There's so many ways that we can get involved in our community. And when you do that, you begin to position yourself around others who have like-minded interests, right? So get your sexy back. Don't be self-consumed. Research nonprofits in your area. Serve at a church. Reach uh, the homeless. You know, we used to have this homeless outreach that I started with my two best friends, Phoenix and Sierra. We can read about them in the book. It's where we call ourselves the bungalow babes. And yeah, we started this homeless outreach just randomly with a bunch of friends and we called it homies. We'd make peanut butter and jelly sandwiches every single Wednesday and, and uh, return to the same spot every Wednesday to build relationship with the homeless in this area. And we'd pray for them. My gosh, we saw healings. We saw salvations. It was crazy. And we saw some crazy stuff too. Like, I mean, it was not, you know, not, not the coolest thing. We brought these people to church with us. Like it was wild, the, the, the moments we got to be a part of. And every Wednesday we got to meet new people. New people would always show up to our group and it was really cool because it provided opportunity for our community to grow and some opportunities for dating. You'll read about it in the book, but sometimes um, the reason why we're not meeting people is because we, we are not pursuing our own personal development and we're not positioning ourselves in our calling. So do that. Do those five things, um, not just to meet people, right? It's like our only motivation isn't like, oh, okay, I need to find where are all the hot singles. I'm going to attend every hot single youth group or community group in the area and every church that has a singles group or young adults group, you know, you're going to go there and just, I mean, if that is your motivation, let me just tell you something. It is instantly a, a stamp of desperation on your forehead that will be sniffed out automatically by anyone who's actually worth your time. They will be able to see that stamped across your forehead and avoid you at all costs. So if that is your motivation, just know, um, yeah, it's, it is, it's not going to go well for you because desperation doesn't look good. Okay. Being selfless, that's sexy. Being uh, confident in who God's called you to be, that is sexy. So yeah, sure. Of course, expand your horizons and be open about exploring new communities. But let me just tell you something. When you can just focus on yourself and say, yeah, I want to make these life choices because I know that God's calling me to something greater then the byproduct of that is going to be sur surrounding yourself with people who share your same interests and that challenge you to become better. Well, I hope this Magic Five uh, encourages you to live a life of full adventure and to take hold of the life right in front of you. I'm telling you, God has so much for us. He really does. It doesn't just end in marriage. Um, it doesn't just end in this hope of a new life that we dream of, it continues on in every season. What God has for us, it's so good. And it's so, it's so just beyond our wildest dreams. And I just want you to know that 
your desire for marriage and a relationship, all of those things, it's so beautiful to God. He really is excited about those things for you. But guess what? He has so much for you right now. And I was meeting with this girl last night and I asked her, you know, you really, she, she's she been going through a breakup and um, she really wants to get married. She's 21 years old and she just really wants to get married. And I said, what do you look forward to most about marriage? And she said, just being unconditionally loved by that one person. And I said, do you feel like you have that kind of a love and a connection with Jesus? And she said, no. <laughs> and I thought that was really interesting because her response was an indicator of what she just genuinely craves in life and out of a relationship with God, something that she hasn't ever felt an intimacy or a true connection with. And I think that oftentimes we go looking for that in relationships and that's that's understandable. We we're, There's trauma that we've walked through in life that kind of cause us to crave love in a really unhealthy way. But let me just tell you, Yes, we were made for connection with others. Yes, we were made for relationship. Yes, falling in love is a beautiful component to this life that God has given us. But if you do not have that total connectedness to the unconditional love of Jesus first and foremost, then we're, we're going to be searching for it even in marriage. It's, that's never going to fulfill it. It's always going to be something that we long for. And I think oftentimes we're feeling that longing for unconditional love and we are fantasizing about a marriage and an experience of life that actually doesn't exist. Because within that marriage, you still are going to have the same problems. You're just putting a wedding ring on the, the yeah, the issues and the longings that you still have in singleness. Um, sure, there's beauty in it. Of course, gosh, this like it's going to be so amazing. But life doesn't end there. Circumstances and, and painful things don't end once you get married. They, life continues on. And so I want to encourage you that looking ahead to all the things that God has for you, what more are you craving besides relationship, besides uh, marriage? What more is God inviting you into? And what is your longing actually trying to tell you in the meantime? Because if, if you're longing for marriage, why? What are you looking towards? What are you looking most most looking forward to? Like I asked this girl, maybe ask yourself that. And then and then ask yourself, do you have that same same um, longing for Jesus? Do you have that same connection with Jesus? And then if not, go after that. And, and maybe challenge yourself to do one of these five life choices um, in order to find deeper discovery of yourself and epic adventures and intimacy with your relationship with God. I just believe that He wants to invite you into that. And I know that it's going to set you free and put you on the path that you always dreamed of, a path that leads to his promises. I hope this encouraged you today. And if you haven't already purchased the Single Shouldn't Suck book, I would love to share it with you, anyone listening right now. If you are listening, I want to just thank you so much uh, for joining me on this journey and having this conversation with me. Thank you for letting me into the spaces in your world. And I want to share with you a discount code. Uh, you can use the code DOLLY, that's D-O-L-L, and then 3030 for 30% off the book. I just really want to bless anyone that is challenged right now, feeling stuck in your season. I want you to know that God's plan for you, it's, it's so good. And I can't wait to hear about it. If you have a story to tell, please send it in to me. I'd love to hear from you guys. I love hearing your stories. And... 
yeah, can't wait for next time. Have the best week and I will talk to you guys soon.